This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be one of the most anticipated podcasts of the year. Uh, there, there are a few people in the world that you have to uh, be on the inside track. You have to, you have to know somebody who knows somebody to get them on the podcast. And I, <laughs> and I'm lucky to have known somebody that put me in contact with this fella uh, back when he was busy, but he wasn't as busy as he is right now because I don't think he would have probably picked up the phone for me if I didn't know him back in the day. But uh, we have got the the founder, the legendary man himself behind oh, Spartan God. Forge, uh, Bill. Dude, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, brother? How you doing? I th- I feel like we are directly re- connected now. It's not through someone else. <laughs> I feel like you can call me up anytime and we can bullshit. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just, I needed. So in the last episode, I was told that my, my lead-ins are some of the most dramatic and impressive in the Uh, industry. So I just had, I had to have something to run with, man. All right. I got you. (laughs) I've been getting that a lot from people lately and I feel bad because it's like, I'm not unapproachable. It's just, I've got too many things going on. I need to hire more people. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a flake. I'm just really horrible with organizational skills. (laughs) Okay, so anybody who's listening to this right now, if you're looking for work, it sounds like he's got a couple positions uh, he's looking to fill. So yeah, if you got any electronic engineers that are hunters and they want to get into this, you know, send them my way. I know how to install a light switch. Does that make me an electronic engineer? No, that'd make you an electrician. Okay, all right. Well, actually, it wouldn't even make you an electrician, but yeah, <laughs> a little different. But yeah, it's that's uh, uh, Tim the Toolman Turner. That's what it makes me, right? Yeah, Tim. The, yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, that was one Taylor. of my favorite shows growing yeah. up. <laughs> I made my kids watch that. <laughs> well, man, all, all kidding aside, you have been busy, and everybody who has jumped on the bandwagon thus far has been reaping the benefit because you've been systematically rolling things out that just I, – I, I hesitate because I say things, and I think people think that everything I say is hyperbole, and it's not. Like I, I mean this when I say I feel like your app has made me a better hunter. 
and it helps me make those decision-making processes when uh, I've got tree stand pickaitis and I can't figure out which one I'm going to go to. I can pull up Spartan Forge and it, it gives me a prediction. If I'm uh, stuck at home with an infant, I can e-scout to my heart's content with a, with a, <laughs> a wide array of tools. And uh, I'm going to be selfish here and say thank you for creating Spartan Forge because it's helped oh, me a lot. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it's helped you. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's funny when you say like that we're people keep saying things like you guys are moving at a pace or you're pushing a lot of, um, a lot of um, updates. And I just feel like we are so slow. Like there's so much to do. All I'm looking at is everything I haven't done. And I've looking, you know, I can see the very little that I have done. And so it's good to hear someone say that. Um, I'm glad that, you know, you're able to use the app. Uh, especially at home that has been the whole point from the beginning is to allow people to you know not scout efficiently but to know where not to scout efficiently um, and to mark places off the map so they can focus their scouting because our app does not replace scouting so um, it's good to hear that you know you're using it and our web app here will be out in about a month and uh, I think it's you know pretty impressive as well so I'm, I'm excited to get your feedback from that as well so thank you. Yeah, man, absolutely. And it's, uh, we're going to talk about this in a little bit and how it's, how it, how I've become to be able to utilize it. Um, I think, I think when you and I first met and you talked about what you were doing, it sounded cool and it sounded like it would be relatable. I don't think I could ever see, I'm sure you did because you had the vision. I didn't see it being as, as like involved in my deer and turkey hunting process. And I think it's funny to hear you talk about all the things you haven't done because we're all our worst critic. You know, I, to this day, I'm frustrated with like the things we can't do with the podcast. But when I look back and, and I look at some of those older episodes, in fact, I just dropped one for, you know, shits and giggles because it was so bad. Like I was a terrible host five years ago when I started the podcast <laughs> and I've made so much, so many improvements. But I mean, dude, I, you, you, you're finding a way to systematically put everything into one app. I mean, are we going to be able to buy licenses through Spartan Forge at some point and just, uh, who knows, maybe one day I've got, <laughs> sorry, I got my new, my new German short hair just ran into the room and my kids were supposed to be keeping them out of here. But, uh, <laughs> here's Leonidas. No one can see him. I'm sure because it's an audio podcast. But, oh, uh, what a cutie. He's 10 weeks old. Oh yeah. And, uh, so, so let's talk about if, if, if you're telling me it's been a year, so let's let's remedy this. What has happened for Spartan Fords in the last year? Well, um, we, we you know we unfortunately you know the, the app didn't get released when we wanted to. Um, I learned a lot last year about how to interact with the app stores and the things that you have to satisfy and kind of the there's a lot of just things you can only learn once you do it with submitting apps and getting things approved. So I learned that, you know, we, our goal was to always get the app out last year by October. We ended up getting it out till November, which was obviously way too late. Um, we still had a really good year and we still sold way more, you know, applications than I thought we were going to, that allowed us to hire and bring on more employees. Um, the last time I looked, I think we have 12 now um, employees and, and we're continuing to, you know, push out updates and everything. There's nothing, you know, to, to kind of, you know, what, what would you call it to coin the term Spartan? It, there's nothing superfluous. Everything is very, it's, 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 it's just the amount that we need of, of, you know, combat force, I'll call it. And we're, everything is being applied directly towards getting a product out to the consumer and really nothing else. So um, we hired a bunch of people on, we kind of got the application towards the end of the season where I 
where I felt like it kind of needed to be. The first release was not optimal. And, and, and what I mean by that is we wanted to get the neural networks out there. We wanted people's input on the neural networks. Those that went over really well. Like we got a lot of positive, um, uh, you know, if you, if you just read the app stores or on our Instagram posts, people are constantly, you know, like, Hey, I just decided to listen to the neural networks and, you know, it worked out for me. And so I was really happy to see that. So we, we hired some people on, we, we built out a lot of new features. Um, if people have updated their, their app lately, they'll see, you know, about 40% of the U S has some of the, the highest, it, the highest resolution imagery in the world. Um, five centimeter data that can be, you know, that is orders of magnitude better than any other application that is out there. Um, all the way down to you know six or seven years of historical on a lot of that most of it has at least two years of historical um some places seven or eight years um we're expanding that all of the time um we've uh updated the neural network a couple of times just to make it a little tighter a little prediction a little bit better um we've added a lot of functionality on how to interact with the map how to switch maps you know in the beginning you swiped it was funny because in the beginning you know i added the swiping functionality because I wanted people to be able to switch maps and use the application with one thumb when they're in a tree stand. So they didn't have to get two hands out or if they're pulling a deer. And, and so very commonly the story would go, how do I switch maps? And I explained to them and they'd be like, ah, I don't know if I like this. And then they would always come back three or four months later and be like, this is the best way to switch maps. You know, I, so many people were like, in the beginning, I thought this was dumb. And now it's like when I'm using other apps, I'm like, why can't it just be that quick? So basically, my the design is you can get to everything with your thumb, whether it's the tools, whether it's switching maps, whether it's overlaying data. We don't do the state by state data. We do state, you know, nationwide data for property ownership. So we we released that mapping stuff. We made some upgrades to the UI too, where as we're onboarding people now, you can click the map and it'll bring up a bottom sheet that'll allow you to switch maps that way. Um, we have the UAV layer that comes with four additional sources of imagery. So you can kind of customize your map for what works best in your area. Then it becomes a map that you can just swipe to once you customize it. We added property annotation where people can, uh, you know, if you're knocking on doors or if you're looking at areas that, um, that you're looking for access. Like for me, a lot of my success on public land is through gaining access through landowners and getting to the public land in a different way than most people are, which can keep the deer on their feet. Um, and a lot of times those are my best sits, or at least the first time I access in that new and unique way, those will be some of my best sits, or you'll see a lot of deer. So you can mark properties and you can say like, I have permission to put a camera here. I have permission to just to shed antler hunt or the turkey hunt. You can reflect those notes in there. Or more importantly, if you're denied access, um, every time we update properties, people will notice that uh, some properties that they've marked red will turn purple. And what that purple basically means is, is that they've sold the property. So if you wouldn't mark, say you own some property I was trying to get access on and I marked the, and I went to your door and said, hey, I'd like to access your property or use your property to hunt on. And you said, no, and I marked it red in the app. Well, if you sell your house and the property records get updated, um, we'll turn that, that property purple so you can go back and seek access again. Um, a lot of people have reported success with that, especially people who live in and around cities where that property, those properties change all the time. Um, people are like, oh, this is so great because, you know, I asked in the beginning of the year for access, I was denied. And then, you know, you guys did your update and a bunch of properties turned purple and now I'm getting on our properties. So it's, it's a useful way to track things and, and to do that. There's a bunch of other changes that we've made. I could talk um, ad nauseum, 
a lot of them are small. People don't notice them. For instance, as a point of contact, if you double click on the compass itself, it'll drop a point wherever your crosshairs are. Anywhere that we present um, the latitude and longitude, you can click it and it'll copy it to your to your board to your um, to your um, clipboard. Um, just a lot of little things that people don't notice until they you know get on our YouTube and watch some of our videos of our pro staff explaining stuff. And we've got a lot more of that type of stuff coming. Holy crap, dude! It does drop a pin like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just like it's just to make it easy. So if you're walking through the woods and you see a scrape. Or if you're walking through an area and you don't have time to sit there and put everything out, but you just want to drop a pin quick, you know, on your other mapping apps, it takes between three and six clicks to drop a pin. So now, you know, you just can drop a pin with one click. Now, it sounds kind of dumb to people, but when you start using it and things become that easy, then you're kind of like, how did I live without this? Like, how did I do, you know, mapping without this? Because it makes it so simple, especially when you're walking through areas. So, you know, it's just some of the cool stuff that we're adding. There's a lot of more, there's a lot more little things like that um, that I could talk ad nauseum about. And we, we release stuff on the website, but people don't always watch the YouTube videos. Um, we're coming up with better ways to do tool tips and that type of stuff so people can see that. But um, oh, yeah, I'm such an idiot. Oh, that's all good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Okay, so this is completely unintentional, but one of the biggest things that i i find as a challenge for you guys is that people like don't know everything that you do right and like there's that like outreach component because people will ask me all the time like why should i get spartan forge and it's like i genuinely struggle with like finding a, like uh, in, in that initial conversation like there's so much that you guys do so well that it's frustrating because it's like, it's not just incredibly good maps. It's not just, you know, sun and satellite alignment. What did you call that by the way? I can't remember. Um, so the sun synchronous. Sun synchronous. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not just that. It's like, it's all those little features because actually one of my questions uh, was like, Hey, when are we going to get a rapid drop pin location? Like a mark my location or something like that. That's huge. If I can just move the crosshairs to where I want to bam, bam and come back and edit it later. That's just, yeah, all, you, all awesome. you'd have to do is mark my location. Is just push the center on me and then double click the um, um, double click the thing. But we'll also have a mark my location in the tools. We'll, we'll be rolling out more of that kind of like sim simplistic, um, kind of quick quick tap tools where people can do a lot with a little. Like yeah. the, one of the things that I really am striving for in this application is you should be able to use all of the functionality with one thumb. And so you know, and you can you know, a lot of people don't know. Another little one is. If you long hold on the compass, you can switch the side that the compass is on. Yep. So if you're left-handed or right-handed, and, and or if you don't want to make a bunch of movement when you're in the woods, or if there's a doe below you or something like that. Yep. Um, you know, all of that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, there, you know, there's a lot of those little things. There's gonna be a lot more coming forward. I've got some pretty cool ideas for new ones. Um, uh, one, you know, one of the things that'll be in one of the updates coming here in the future, people will have to turn it on or off. But basically, you'll just take the phone like this and shake it like this three times and the light will turn on. Um, like a flashlight will turn on while you're using the app, like that type of stuff. Just like oh, really simple um, little things that people can use to kind of, so they're not clicking around and spending time on their phone and doing what they shouldn't be doing, which is not looking where the deer are, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think that's, I think that's dynamite. I think that's one of the things that, I think the intuitiveness of the app is one of those things that I like because we have a lot of products for outdoorsmen that are 
engineered for a profit and they're not engineered for a purpose. When I think of companies that are doing engineering for a purpose, they tend to be companies like yourself, Tethered, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, companies who are like, screw screw whatever it costs or whatever whatever the, 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 the manufacturing process or what we have to do to get it done. Their, their end game is to make something better for somebody. And I see you guys doing something very similar to that. And I love it. I mean, it's, you know, 2020 uh, was the first full season that I used it. And um, I, I am man enough to admit that in my younger years, I bought an acorn cruncher. Uh, I bought uh Khmer deer. I bought a lot of stuff that I thought was going to give me an edge. And so I have a very healthy skepticism about people with claims and it wasn't anything personal with you. It was just one of those things like, okay, cool. So you got something that's going to help me. So does everybody else, but, um, you, you know, should be the, skeptical. I mean, that's good. That's that, that's yeah. the way we should question everything because, um, that's really, that's the, that's the, that's the beginning of wisdom right there. So, I mean, don't, don't, you know, that's a good thing as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But the app proved itself to me. I said all that to say, you know, it, it proves itself to me. And, and I see you, you know, you guys don't get to see this. And it's a benefit of being on a first name basis with Bill. I'm in a group that beta tests a lot of this stuff and, and gets feedback. And I, and I kind of aggregate information that you guys give me. And I, and I try to find a pattern. If somebody reports something more than once, then I tell, I tell Bill. But um, I see how diligently you work on stuff, man. And it's, it's awesome. So let's uh let's why don't we take a second and kind of answer some listener questions because we yeah. I get a lot of questions um and i've kind of aggregated some of the highlights um so pin and port is coming with the desktop version correct yeah desktop to version you know I, I don't like saying dates but i'll say sometime within the next 40 days or so we we it could be m much earlier but again when I'm getting all of these things approved and location services and sharing locations and yeah. all of this different desktop browsers that people can use to access these things, there's a lot out of my hands. Right now I'm using it every day on my, on my computer. It works just fine. It's ready for prime time, but there's a few more things that need to be done and, and we'll get her done here. Hopefully before the majority of the season's open. That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about blue force tracker. That's something that people ask uh, a lot about. I didn't expect that to get the attention. Um, necessarily off the jump because like i said there's a lot of other stuff that you guys do uh do you have any kind of update for roll yeah that's another one where there's legal challenges involved with it obviously yeah. when you're sharing stuff um so we're just kind of learning trial by fire i know all of it is legal and it's going to be approved because there's other apps that do the exact same things that we're doing it's just there are, there are wickets that you have to jump through for google and especially for apple to get these things approved so um, our goal on Blue Force Tracker is to have that out by 15 September or so. Could be one October. You know, don't hold me to all any of those because too much of it's out of my um, out of my hands. But uh, we've built you know 75, 80 percent of everything that needs to be done, and now we're just kind of listening to the app source. And we, uh, you know, Blue Force Tracker for people who don't know is just essentially, you know, you draw a polygon, an arbitrary polygon anywhere on the map. You add some buddies who have the application by their email that they're registered with the application. It creates a user group, and then that user group will auto-share pins inside of that area. And when users are inside of the area, they'll have the option to auto-share their location while they're in there. So it's good for things like you know safety for your buddies, or if you're hunting with a young kid, um, or you're hunting with an older guy, or you're you know with your family um, to be able to deconflict location or to know where you know grandpa was before he turned his phone off or um, organizing a deer drive. There's all kinds of applications for it from a safety perspective that I think people are going to really enjoy. And then the other thing about it is, um, you know, I have areas that I, I scout with other guys 
a public land, you know, where three or four of us might split up 20,000 acres and then we're always dropping points to each other. And this thing will allow us to auto share points between each other and, um, um, and basically communicate. And then outfitters can use it to make sure that hunters are going to the stands they tell them to go to. And, and you know, if you're letting a buddy come and do a doe, say you've got a lot of does in your property and you want your buddy to come over and swack some, you can tell them what stands to go on. You can say, hey, use this one on their property. And then the last application for it is basically um, there'll be a free version of the app and um, the free version of the app is going to have a ton of functionality. One of the pieces it'll have is you can tell a property owner, um, you know, download this free version of the Spartan Forge app, draw a polygon around your property, add my email to it, and you'll know where I am on your property when I'm on your property. Um, and you can consent to that. So that way, you know, people know, you know, because a lot of landowners, the friction there is they don't know what you're going to be doing on the property or how you're going to be using it or how you're going to be accessing. So for people that that's the hang up for the property owner, and that's the difference between you getting on a big deer that you know is there or is not, you can offer that to the property owner and then lessen that friction and, 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 and be able to um, get on there with them. So those, th those are, that, that's the Blue Force Tracker in a nutshell. And, and the good news for you guys is I can get you early access uh, to that if you have doe locations you want to send me pins to. So you just, you just. <laughs> Turn them over. <laughs> now, but in all seriousness, I think one of the coolest applications for Blue Force Tracker is, so every year we host a Patreon hunt for all the Patreon supporters of the show. And we, 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 we source a location, we scout, uh, we host a big meal. If we were able to draw that polygon over that WMA that we're hunting, everybody could coordinate and everybody knows where everybody is. You know, we had a couple instances last year where people walked in on, you know, other patreon buddies that it could have been avoided if everybody had that thing so uh that that's going to be a blast for sure uh, yeah, we're I pretty can... excited about all of it so let's talk about a little bit of the habitat because we're going to kind of start moving into a habitat discussion and so we have some habitat questions one of the things that actually two things that are really important in florida uh, that's the majority of our listener base or at least the dominant uh portion of our listener base uh we, we we rely heavily on timber cuts and really heavily on burns is there a a plan in the future to kind of outline and date uh those big timber harvests so that people can look at timber and say okay well this was you know clear cut in 2015 and so it's x many years old or so there's two ways that we're gonna be able to get to that the first way right now is through um the UAV layer. So in the UAV layer, that's updated every six months, no matter what. So every six months, you'll have new imagery there. So you'll be able to see physically on the ground in your areas where those cuts have been. But then secondly, we've just recently hired on um, three full-time researchers, and their job is to just go out and grab that type of data. So they will eventually get to that data, and we will host it as a layer in the application. Um, not, I can't promise the one exactly we will have that type of stuff in there because it's on the timeline. It's just, we have other things that we've got in front of it. Um, but, but it, it's definitely there. And if that's something people want to see, I can bump it up in the, in the pecking order. But um, uh, right now I've got the research team focused on um, the new state by state data for next year um, and uh, harvest rates and dough rates, but then more pictures of like, um, uh, for scouting, essentially, whatever you have, if you go in the Intel tab, and then you go under the state data, you can look at like trees in your area and types of buds and what the trees look like and the pictures of the trees and stuff like that. Updating that data, make it more clear and concise. 
And then, um, uh, yeah, that's where they're at right now, but they will be going to the burn data here sooner than later. That's awesome. That, that will be, um, selfishly as a turkey hunter, <laughs> that is gold. When they burn a strand of timber around here, uh, if you could look at a map and be like, oh my God, that got burned last year or this year, you would, I mean, it would be uh, dynamite. So I, I can think of four or five guys right now that are drooling at that answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get right, there. So, we will get there. So the other thing that we have a lot of in the deep south are hiking trails that run like straight through, like really pronounced, known, publicized hiking trails that run smack through pristine habitat, and that becomes uh, a lot of access strategy. Is there any plan to kind of move that kind of stuff onto the maps, or is that too far down the list? Um, no. So there's two things on the trail. So we've started integrating trail data. Um, we've got all of the federal trails on there. We are doing state by state. That's another thing the research team is 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 tackling. But then secondly on that is um, we are uh, introducing one meter topographic data within the next few weeks that is gonna, our topo layer will get re replaced with what's we're calling a LIDAR layer. Um, that will make every path on a property demarcated or not um, visible, very visible. If the path is you know, more than two feet across, it's gonna be visible on there. So even the past that you know exists where you know there aren't, it's not been it's not been denoted on a map for whatever reason, it'll be clear as day when you're looking at that property through the LIDAR data. Um, so that to me is hugely valuable, valuable, especially when you start talking about like 10, 15, 20 year old um, uh, logging trails or hiking trails that aren't it, like, I've been looking at my area with the one meter LIDAR data and areas that I've hunted for years where I'm seeing trails that I never knew about before because I'm using this one meter LIDAR data. And it's just like a tiny trail. Like when you get there, you're like, this is just passable for a human. I um, mean, it's amazing that the technology gets down into that specificity. So that's a long answer in saying, yes, we're gonna continue adding more state-by-state -state trail data. We've done all of the federal data. We are doing state-by-state -state now. And, we, and that, that LIDAR data will also make that possible even if it's not in a database. You know, I think one of the, I think there's two immediate applications for this. Um, and, and really, I think these are, if you're listening from Florida, if you're listening from flat country is really who I'm talking to. Um, swamps, monotonous swamps with LIDAR, you will find little rises throughout those swamps that hold deer. I mean, every, you know, you're talking about a difference of, you know, six inches to a foot over the course of a football field. But at the end of that football field, there's, there's palmettos and bedding area and you have to walk through water. Um, that, that is something that uh, I've been using LIDAR on a WMA here uh, to locate some of these areas deep in these swamps. And when you get there, hundred rubs, beds, security cover, evidence of deer and so there's a pattern that can be predicted there but i think especially for the florida hunter we 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 push people to hunt dim roads a lot i don't know if you'll call them dim roads or not but they're basically old two tracks that have since grown up and what you'll see is you'll there'll be like this one little meandering deer trail down that to that that dim road and you're and and if you're new to hunting or if you're new to florida you're like i can't believe this deer is like meandering through here well he's been doing that for seven years it used to be just a road and for him now the path has taken over his little path has taken over and if you get down on his level the dim road shows up lidar is going to point that out like real quick yeah it's crazy how much stuff shows up on there and yeah. how clear it becomes um like i said i i i have i was looking at areas when, I, when i'm testing it that i have been hunting for years that i thought i had walked up and down 
And then I start seeing trails in the area that I've never, and I'm like, how did I even miss this? Like, it's almost embarrassing. You're like, oh yeah, I'm a woodsman. Then you're like, oh yeah, well, here's some trails that you've walked over, Mr. Woodsman, that you've never seen. You know, because either you're leaving the area under cover of dark or you're focused on something else or whatever. And then you're looking at the data like, holy crap, there's a, there's a trail here and I didn't even know it. So super useful if you ask me. Do you, do you still get to hunt? Is that what you're telling everybody? You still hunt even though you're... you're... I didn't even get to do turkey this year, breaking my heart. Um, I've put out three trail cameras this year. And I, 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 will, I will hunt the opener in North Dakota. And I will hunt in Pennsylvania like I do every year, the first week of November. And we are doing the veterans hunt this year in Alabama in when? January. When? Uh, around the 21st. Okay. So, of course, you're welcome to come out. Yeah. Um, we are still looking at spots but it's going to be our biggest veterans hunt yet. Of course, it's, it'll be our third one, but last year was like our first real serious one. The year before that, we just took out some buddies. Last year, it was, you know, a real deal, holy field event. And this year we're making it huge. And, you know, I can't name drop yet, but there's going to be some pretty notable people coming along for it. Um, people that I think are notable anyway, such as yourself. So um, <laughs> it's going to be a good time and we're going to raise a lot of money for veterans organizations. Um, and it, I think it's cool doing it in January in Alabama. Um, because you know most people kind of consider their season over mm -hmm. whereas the areas that we're looking at it's going to be peak rut you know and getting a lot of good dudes out there and, and having a lot of fun and it's going to be awesome yeah keep me posted on that let's talk about that offline more let's see if we can't put it on the calendar i've got quota hunts in the state of florida that i have to navigate but that doesn't that doesn't preclude anything and if you're going to be that close uh we're going to have to share a beer at some point in time so absolutely <laughs> i'm down so, so let's talk about some of the things that are rolling out uh, in the next couple of months that maybe people and and you might you may just say no and I can edit this out or make it just a funny transition. But let's talk about some of the things that might be coming down the pipe that people don't know about. I'm I'm digging for 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 teasers here. Let's do it. Okay. What do you have? Uh, so there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things. I thought you said you were going to dig for things here, so I thought you were going to. Well, th that was me digging. I um, gave you the floor. So, so we have. So I, I talked about them last year, like some of our wear features. Um, our, a couple of wear features will be dropping um, that I think are going to be super useful. I'm not talking a ton about them now because I have heard through the grapevine that other people are trying to copy them. So I, these things I will play close to the chest, but they will be telling you where to be scouting on the ground for deer. I can get you that much information out of it. Um, and it's, it's, again, this is not, I've been reading the bow hunting forums about Spartan Forge. And one of the things commonly that I see is I will get Fred Bear's grandchildren telling me that they don't need an app telling them when to hunt or when not to hunt. That is not the purpose of Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge is not an app that's gonna tell you when you should be hunting or when you should not be hunting. Spartan Forge does not replace scouting in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't replace scouting. What it is, what we are trying to do is allowing people when they have the time to sit at a computer and 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 essentially drill down and focus on the areas that they want to go and scout so that they can be smarter with their time. So what's what the wear feature is not going to do is it's not going to tell people where deer are. It's not going to tell them where they exactly where they should be or should they not be. What it is going to do is going to allow them to kind of focus in on some areas and do some digging where they otherwise might not have thought about doing it. Um, and it's going to be successful for people sometimes, and sometimes it won't be successful. 
but it's it's just going to be one more tool in the tool bag. And and really, what I'm looking at for this feature is, you know, at myself, I didn't have a mentor to teach me how to hunt when I was a kid, and and a lot of people don't, and a lot of people want to get into hunting and they just don't know how to do it or where to do it or what they should be doing or looking at. All this is going to be doing is helping those people out and, and kind of getting them to start in the woods. But then the second thing it's going to be doing is it'll hopefully, hopefully help people challenge some presuppositions that they have about their own pieces of land and how they hunt them and where they hang cameras or where they don't. Um, and it's going to be based again on caller GPS data. So um, the machine's very good at, at recognizing patterns and, and we're hoping that it'll be productive for people. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the bigger ones uh, coming out soon. Uh, we, do, we are still feverishly working on dropping a wind layer as well. Um, the wind layer is gonna look a lot like the wind app, windy app um, for people who've not seen it before, but um, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, all, but again, all of these things, a lot of them we've built the logic and the, how can I say it? The engine for the truck is ready to go. We just haven't built the truck. And it, it's just one of those things where when you have a limited staff of people, um, it's just, you know, these things have to come out sequentially and it can't all be done at once. Um, so we've prioritized for this year, um, making sure 100% that we get out things like the, property annotation stuff, which is out, the uh, Blue Force Tracker stuff that we talked about before, um, and some of the other little features that we've just been mentioning. And then the where features will be later in the year. But, you know, it, it's just as we go along. One of the things I would challenge people to do is look at our velocity. Understand that the other hunting apps have been out there between seven and 12 years. We've been out there for nine months. So you look at what we've done in nine months, you look at what they've done in seven and 12 years, and then you think about where you wanna put your money. And the other thing I would challenge people to do is to look at where these other companies get their money. We're getting our money from the customers um, and from one, two, two investors that I'd be happy to talk about all day long. A lot of these other companies are getting from money from people that don't like them. Um, so you know that, 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 those things to me are the important things that people should be looking at. And, and, but again, I say, look at our velocity look at what we've done in this little bit of time. And we are charging less than all of the competitors combined and offering a ton more capability. And we'll continue to do that. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of my elevator pitch for people that are on the fence about it. I think one of the, the things that, you know, you talk about the guy who has time to sit at the computer. I also think about a lot of the guys who listen to this show who uh, they're family men, they've got multiple kids, they work a 40 plus hour work week, and their time is very limited. And, and it's not a bad limited as in like their wife doesn't let them go. They just, they have a lot of competing priorities. And last year when I was sitting on my butt watching my son, I felt like I felt it really resonated with me, the lack of ability to go out there. And the app was already capable of helping me make those decisions last year through the, through the use of the app and through mentorship, through people I, I know, I was able to get on bucks almost, I mean, just about every two hunts, I was on a buck. I wasn't able to connect. A variety of mistakes were made on my part, but I felt like I was making really educated decisions and it wasn't just like, let's see what happens. It was like, I felt like I understood the logic and I was making an educated sound decision. And I think about a lot of our listeners who, Maybe they hunt four weekends out of the year. Maybe that's all they get. 
And it's like, it feels like this, this app is rapidly approaching that point of let's make the most together of those four weekends. Yeah. I mean, I've said it, I'm sure I've said it on this show before. Being an engineer and being in the military and being targeted, targeting focus, I always tried to isolate every, every variable that I thought was, was involved with the planning phase of hunting. And I would be using between seven and 10 apps to, you know, okay, what does the wind look like? What does it look like in the past? What does it look like during the rut? What uh, is the rut dates in this county? Um, what are the records in it, county by county? Because I'm in the military and I want to travel to the counties that produce the most, maybe Pope and Young deer. And I want to know what the prevailing wind is in that area. And I want the, the best imagery possible. And I want to know the best, the, 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 the topo features in the area. And, you know, we're doing cool stuff, like I said, with LIDAR and topo. Soon you'll be able to toggle between 10, 20, and 30 foot intervals, um, depending on the area that you're in, contour yes. intervals. Um, so, and, and then I want to know what the, what the forecast is. I want to know, and then I, 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 I layer that up with the neural network. And then I do stuff with the wind and all of those things, I used to have to go to many different places to get it. And it was always trial and error. The, you know, we, we, we stress test all of our data and make sure that it is good data and that we're buying it from good repositories because there's good data and there's bad data. And we try to centralize it all. And so again, it's cutting down that time and it's cutting down that, that virtual targeting cycle before you actually put boots in the ground. So, you know, I, I, I'm always, I interact with all of our customers. Anytime somebody messages the Instagram, you are getting a response from me. Anytime someone recommends something or says they don't like something, I insist that I'm the one that is dealing with these people. Um, and unless it's a rudimentary, like, you know, I need to reset my password, you are dealing with me. Um, you know, we have a, a team that deals with all of the other stuff, but when it comes to recommendations, gripes with the app, I am keeping myself as close to the tactical level as possible, make sure I'm listening to everything that the hunters are saying. And I, and I get people will send me two or three good ideas and I give them the app free for a year or two. Or, you know, somebody will come up with a bug or say something is wrong with the map in an area or, you know, something's jacked up and I'll give them a free app for the year or two or, you know, whatever they really need. Um, and then I go and fix it right away. I mean, there are many people that I interact with that I can show you where I'm building things either they've asked for or making improvements that they they have suggested. And I would just challenge you to, to replicate that experience with any other industry, anybody else. And I, I've been in the hunting industry for 15 years. I should say I've been in, I've been a hunter for 15, 17 years. And I've never communicated with the CEO of any company about anything, unless it's been like, you know, um, and it's my plan to keep it this way until I'm no longer a part of Spartan Forge because um, the customer to me is the reason I exist. And so that won't ever change. So, you know, to kind of circle the wagons on what we were talking about before, you know, consider our velocity, consider what we've already built, look at the technical astuteness of what we've built and the care that we've taken to provide this. And then allow that to drive your decision on what type of application you want to use this year. Um, and, and I think they'll make the right, people will make the right choice. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but uh, I have a standard for the show that, 
I'll, I always make this joke, and it's two. It's a two-faced joke. It's like if Acorn Crusher offered me fifty grand a year to 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 rep their the Acorn Crusher, I would probably take it and then just podcast for a living. Like I make that joke, but then at the same time, I'm <laughs> at the same time I'm also the guy that that I believe in a guilt-free endorsement. And so, what I mean by that is when I partner with a brand, and and we get offers very often to partner, and. You talk about the why. You talk about why. Why do you think our brand's a good mix? And then you start talking about their product, and it's it's very, it is exceptionally difficult to find people who have a true customer service orientation, who truly care about taking care of the consumer of their stuff. And and a lot of people talk about it, but very few people are about it. And I watch every time I send, and I mean this, guys. Like if you want me to send screenshots, I'll send screenshots. Every single time that I aggregate a complaint or a problem, I get the iPhone, I get the oper- the, the, the phone model, the operating uh, system, all that information. I send it to Bill. He responds almost immediately, and then you watch that problem get rolled out and you know fixed in the next bug update. And I say that not really to to brag or I don't know why I'm saying it, but I, I think I just want to impress upon people that what you're saying is true and I've witnessed it and it's the only reason why we continue to work with you I mean outside of the product being great but you stand by your product and that's maybe more important than the product working frankly yeah I mean I think what I think at a sub level what a person can assume and I think when they deal with the company or if they message us on Instagram or talk to us and I brought the bow hunting forums the reason why I brought that all up is because I read those bow hunting forums, you know, people be like, I don't want an app to tell me when to scout or when not to scout or when to hunt or not, when to hunt, not to hunt. And that's not what we do. If you look at the prediction, it doesn't say good hunting, bad hunting. It just says where deer are in their range. But um, the, the, what, to, to your point, it's, it's really about our orientation and our orient, what we are oriented towards is providing the best product for the hunter and continually taking their gripes or complaints about the product as imperatives to fix like like an unhappy customer is your best source of learning and and even if it's irrational which i deal with a lot of irrational customers i it's it's like leadership in the military um when i was in the military and i'm telling man i feel old just saying that it's like one of these back when i was in the military um back when i was a trooper um when a soldier of mine did something wrong or someone who was working for me did something wrong, the first question I would ask myself is what conditions did I set as a leader that made them think I would either not notice this or tolerate it? So it was always immediately, okay, my soldiers have messed up. How am I, how do I hold myself accountable to make sure that this doesn't happen going forward? It's the same thing with Spartan Forge. When a customer complains or gripes or is, or in my, in, you know, in the off chance, which is not very often anymore, that they are just um, inconsolable, like this is the worst thing ever, or you shouldn't have done this, or, you know, you made me give my credit card number before I could use the app, whatever, you know, anything like that. I always ask myself, what, how have I set the conditions as a business owner to make them think this wasn't what they were getting into? but nonetheless they got into and how do I change myself to make sure that this gripe doesn't happen going forward, no matter how meaningful it is, no matter how basil it is. 
um, how do I how do I fix myself? Um, and and and, know, and understand that when I'm pointing a finger at someone else, I have three pointing back at myself. And really, that's all I can account for. That's all I can change is myself. I can't change other people. So I can just try to make the product better that way. And that's really my, it's been my ethos ever since we first started working on this product from the very beginning. And, and I love it, man. I love, I, I truly enjoy the app to no end. And I know it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you talk about the velocity and I think that's a really important context behind it because I, okay, I say this and by no means do I mean like, <laughs> I'm really frustrated, but like sometimes I'm frustrated because all the things I know are coming down the pipe aren't in the app and I want them to be there because, right. you know, we have conversations. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And th so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't wait and I know it's coming. I can't wait to just like see that thing performing and clicking in full and with all the different features that you're talking about, because I, I don't think you, <clears throat> frankly, you can't get them all in one, in one place. But I guess one of the questions I have for you is, how do you use the app? Like when you, cause you, you live in the land of milk and honey, you know, booners are around every cornfield. Like how is it, how do you use the app? Right. I mean, my, my primary Okay. So I, I would say there's two ways that the app gets used by me. Um, there are two modes that I use. There's like the local mode and then there's out there looking for I, I'm really motivated by new terrain, new places when it comes to hunting. I like getting it. I'm not one of those guys that can hunt like the same property forever. I know there are people that do that. They love it. And they love like tending to one piece of property. And I get it. I understand that. I'll probably get there one day, but for now it's really about going and finding new places. So what I kind of look at is the state by state data. I look at the Boone and Crockett records. I look at soil quality. I look at uh, how many licenses were sold the year before, how many bucks were harvested, how many does were harvested. What are the buck to doe ratios in the area? Like those are the first things I focus on. And then the second thing I start looking at is, you know, what are some of the larger or maybe overlooked pieces of public property that are in those areas? And then I kind of drill down in the app and I say, okay, for this public area, what are the, what are the, what identifying what the, the, the normative accesses are to those properties through, you know, the high-res satellite imagery uh, how are people likely accessing that property? How could I maybe access it in a different way to take advantage of the pressure that other hunters are applying to it? And then what are the predominant winds that are in that area? Um, what ha have been the predominant winds for the past year or two? Um, what are the winds during the peak rut? Or, you know, for me, it's about three weeks before the peak rut in an area is really when I like to get in there when those first mature bucks start looking for that first estrus doe. So if that's, you know, let's just say in Pennsylvania, that's Halloween, essentially. Okay, what has been the wind for the last four or five years on Halloween? Um, what is that access? How do I put myself in a position that either other people aren't willing to do to put themselves in that position or just aren't willing to wake up at 2 a.m., aren't willing to walk the five miles, aren't willing to take the kayak, aren't willing to knock on a door to ask for weird access? How do I, how do I, isolate every variable possible surrounding all the things that we just talked about and then how do i put all of that plan together and then what does right look like what are the ideal what are the ideal environmental factors have i accounted for them and then am i watching to know when the time is right because if i can do all of that work but then if i access during the wrong wind it really doesn't matter anymore or if it does i got lucky 
So those are kind of the, that's kind of the 30,000 foot view of how I do this. Um, we could do a whole podcast on my prep. I haven't been able to really hunt for the past couple of years like I normally do. Um, I think, you know, not to name drop, but I, 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 we have added Levi Morgan to the pro staff and I talked to him quite a bit. And one of the things he said to me, we have a Spartan Forge get together every year. We had one this year, a few months ago, I think it was in March. And we were talking one night, having beers. And he said, if you love hunting, he's like, do you really love hunting? I'm like, yeah, I live for it. It's my favorite thing in the world. He's like, well, then the dumbest thing you could have done is started a hunting company. Like you should have stayed in like engineering or computers or the military or something because your hunting time's over now. Like <laughs> your busiest area time is during hunting season. Yeah. And it's done for you now. So I was kind of like, yeah, that's a, a quite an astute point um, yeah. because my, my hunting has been done for the past two years now. Um, I'm hoping to kind of do some more of it this year, but yeah, that's kind of how I break it all down. And then, you know, when, to get to a really micro level for the people that might, you know, care about how I do this, knowing all the things I know about deer data is I really concentrate on scrapes. Even early season scraping, I, I concentrate on. Why do I concentrate on scape, scrapes? Like there's a lot of people that hunt bedding. Sometimes I hunt bedding. There's a lot of people that hunt transition. Sometimes I hunt transition. There's a lot of people that hunt um, terrain. Sometimes I hunt terrain. But for me, it's early season. I'm looking for that big scrape, like the, the one or two big scrapes that you might see on a massive property that are these community scrapes. I'll get an inventory off of those the deer that are in the area because mo most of the time deer will hit those. And then I focus on a setup that gets me in there when the time is exactly right for early season scrapes. I'll wait for a rain that tampers down in the afternoon. It's just my early season thing. Why? Because I hate mosquitoes. Um, early season's always full of mosquitoes and shiggers. Um, the deer, you know, will be getting their first bits of pressure and be really on edge. I like making my early season September, October, primary scrape setups, I wait, I might only hunt three or four times early season like that. But what I'm either doing is hunting does or if I'm hunting a, a scrape, I'll wait for an afternoon rain or a morning rain. I'll get in there nice and easy during the rain, get my setup when the wind is right. And if I see something great, if I don't, then I wait for the rut. And I again, focus on primary scrapes downwind of doe bedding areas. And I feel like for people that don't have a lot of time that can't learn where the bucks are bedding, that don't, can't be out there with family all the time. One of the things you can do is that's relatively easy for anyone to recognize is scraping near bedding. So that's what I get on is scraping near bedding. I get down wind of that, of those scrapes that are near doe bedding. And then I wait for Mr. Big to come through and send check. And I've been, you know, relatively successful. I've, you know, by no means what, so what some of my pro staff, you know, have taken down, but, you know, I've got between, I don't know, I don't know. I'd say I've got at least seven or eight Pope and Young and one Boone and Crockett buck using that um, that method with a bow. So that makes me happy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I think the cool thing about Spartan Forge is you can use it in totally different ways because I don't do anything like what you just said at all. <laughs> and, and I don't and I don't mean that. And, and like what no, you were saying, awesome. yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a swamp rat. I like water. When it comes to hunting in the South. Um, the more water I can put around me, 
I find I get on deer way more quickly. And so for me, one of the things, you know, from a habitat standpoint, making a plug in here, uh, that UAV layer, being able to swap between with the swiping left and right on the compass between the different maps. um, I kind of use that as like a quick toggle for the same area. And, And I'll be going at a swamp and, you know, my time is is limited because I got a kid and I love them and I want to hang out with them, but I still have that passion to be outside. And so along the lines of setting myself up for success, what I started doing last year was you've got this 5,000 acre swamp basically. And I would zoom in and swipe, 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 move a little bit more, swipe, 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 swipe. And I would identify these little patches of uh, cedar thickets or deciduous trees that were dropping leaves and changing as, as it happens. And it indicates transition loans and uh, transition zones and, Uh, habitat changes inside something that you know when you pull up other maps uh if you don't have that winter habitat or that 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 perfect little window you end up missing out on that on that feature as it goes and last year on a three-day hunt i looked at this uh it was probably close to about 1500 acre swamp and i identified some of those little cedar thickets that they were going through and and the hunter pressure was off the chain i push in there there's no hunters It's super thick for about 300 yards, and then it opens up in the cedar thicket. The rubs and the trails and the deer sign, and every time I sat there, I had deer coming from every different direction, in and out of the bedding, and that proof of concept just held true all season long. Um, And so I think no matter what skill set and what approach you want, you've got an app there that is definitely enabling the hunter. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, um, I use that method because it works for me, and it's worked for me, and I'm one of those people where once I find something that works, I'm hard pressed to do other things and try other things. I've hunted bedding. I've actually had success hunting bedding. I usually have the most success hunting early season. I've also hunted transition. I'll focus on transition a lot more when I haven't been to an area. Then I will look for, you know, things that you're talking about, like that transition in areas, um, because that's obviously a, a quick place to look when you're just seeing two types of trees, you know, deciduous, coniferous, button up to each other. Um, you know, I think deer use those kind of things like highways, like it's kind of like, yeah, I know this area because this is where these two types of trees come together. And I know that. So I use this as like my, my highway. Um, and, and I know, you know, guys like Parker McDonald, you know, use the app in that way too to make access from areas and, you know, with kayaking and, and um, the Seek One guys have their way of doing it and the way that they use it for imagery around cities and the, and the, for them, you know, Drew's favorite thing is the door knocking and, and marking properties and then watching them change and go back to places where he knows there are booners uh, or people have, you know, said we've seen booners in this area. And then you guys have, then you have someone like Levi who's using it in a more traditional sense where it's just scouting everywhere and dropping pins. Like that guy's got, you know, I think somewhere between 5,500 and 6,000 pins um, on his application. So, you know, that's not even possible with other apps because other apps will, will top you out at about 2,500 apps or about 2,500. Yeah, WMA. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at his right now and it's absolutely covered. So yeah, absolutely. So there are all of those different things. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to do here is, is anyone with any style can step into the application and it's not built for one style. What it's built for is, you know, in, in AI, we call it transfer learning, but it, ability to to, to, what would you say? To facilitate learning for any style, I guess is the best way to do it. Um, and that, so that is a, is a tightrope that you try to walk where you're not trying to get too specific or you're not trying to push towards one area. 
um, but you're also not so general that it's just a mapping app where you're dropping pins. It's it's right. got to be in the middle there, and it's got. And, and the other thing from that perspective that I've I've worked hard on doing is, if you want to nerd out with the app, you can. If you want to just drop pins with the app, you can also do that. Like a lot of people just want pins and property. To that end, we're dropping a free app here very soon that's going to provide you free property lines. It's basically our free app is going to be uh, what you get from Onyx or HuntStand right now. Weather, pins, property. And that'll be our free app. So you won't have to pay for that. You already paid for property data when you paid your tax assessor office to do it. So we're not going to pay, make you pay a second time for it. The data is going to be there. You can use it. It's going to be on the free app. And if you just want painting and maps and property, by God, you'll get it for free from Spartan Forge. You won't have to pay for it from someone else. And uh, if you want the AI, if you want the historical imagery, if you want the five centimeter imagery, if you want the journaling, if you want the um, property marking, if you want the property alerts, if you want the five, one meter contour data, if you want the LIDAR data, if you want the 5, 10, 15, 20, and 30 foot contour interval data, then you can pay for the app. But if you just want a mapping and hunting experience with some topo maps and a couple of imageries of layer and you just want to drop pins, like that, like you shouldn't have to make, you shouldn't have to pay over a hundred bucks a year to get data that you've already paid for. So that's going to be what we're doing. I love that, dude. I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned before about the free app and the landowner, you know, and where you are, man, my wife, when I brought that up to her after you first told me about that, she darn near drooled because she worries, you know, I go out in a boat at 2, 3 a.m. in 20 degree weather with 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. And that's dangerous. That stresses her out. You know, I, I'm, I'm cautious about it and I'm, I'm safe as I can be, but that stresses her out. I think if she was able to, in some of these areas where cell service is kind of limited, she's like, oh, well, I wonder if Walter's okay. If she can open up that app and and know that, oh, okay, he's moving. My life insurance policy isn't isn't getting cashed in today. You know, like I think I think she'll, she'll appreciate that. Yeah, you'll also be able to push objects to her. So you'll be like, this is my trail in and out. So even if you're going to an area where there's no service, You'll be able to say, here are my, here's my lines going into this area. You can push her to it. It's on the map. She sees that it's there. Um, and then, you know, this is my timeline. And then we're building up their emergency preparedness stuff in there that I haven't really talked about with people. But essentially hunt plans where you'll be able to um, look up the nearest emergency room and store it offline on your map. You'll be able to um, look up the nearest taxidermist. Um, other stuff like that I won't get too deep into because I don't want to give it all away, but there'll be a bunch of tons of offline features that are going to help you for when, you know, perhaps you went into an, it's like, it's happened to me a million times. I go into an area to hunt and then I find something like, you know, a squirrel, I see something that distracts me. And now I'm heading into an area that I didn't download an offline map for. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere without an offline map. And, you know, maybe I didn't print out my maps or my backup compass. And now I'm kind of somewhere alone and unafraid. So the application is going to be set up to help you out of those types of situations as well. Um, so, uh, you know, all of that type of stuff we'll be doing as well. It, have you thought about adding a Bluetooth feature to share pins when cell service isn't very good? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's already uh, being developed. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. There's no, like, good luck trying to find something that he hasn't thought about. I mean, I encourage you to definitely do it because it sounds like you get free membership. If you do, I'll give you a free membership. <laughs> 
Or if but you're the, really good at it, I'll hire you. <laughs> so if people really start giving me good ideas, then I'll be like, all right, now you can consult for us, please. Hey, if 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 I don't have to write the code and the process project, all I have to do is tell you what to do better. I will gladly put in my application for that. Yeah, project. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're always <laughs> looking for more researchers, Walter. So I've got some of the best in the nation right now, but we can always use more. Yeah. Oh, well, that was one of the things I, I encountered the other day when I was using it. Was I was trying to sh show my buddy where we were going, and it dawned on me. I was like, if I ever go to Colorado and I've and I've like taken a path to get to something, I can't like just. Even in all, in any of the other apps, you can't just like Bluetooth a pin to the other person. Yeah. So yeah, um, and you won't be able to do that very soon. Awesome, man. Well, dude, have we left any meat on the table? I don't believe so. I mean, I, I guess I just kind of peripheral mentioned it, but we are going to be dropping a free version of the application. Um, that's just going to be what you're getting from the other apps right now. Um, and then we are going to also do a month by month subscription. So if people don't want to do the whole thirty nine ninety nine up front. Um, they will be able to do $5.99 a month. So for less than a Big Mac, you'll be able to, you know, if you just need to use it during the hunting season, let's say you only have money for the hunting season, which I was that guy before I joined the military. <laughs> you can get it for $5.99 a month and then have it free for the rest of the year and just pay for it when you need it. And the pins will be there and we won't delete anything and we'll be waiting for you when you come back for the next hunting season. So we're really just trying to get as many people into the field as possible using this thing and make it as cheap as possible. And to me, that is the long game, because as long as people start recognizing kind of the corporate responsibility that I'm trying to bring to bear here and just giving people a product that they can depend on, rely on, that is as cheap as I can make it. And they see that I'm oriented the way that I am, that they'll tell their buddies and then they will adopt it for those reasons, too, while also making a great product. Like I'm not trying to not I'm not trying to say, hey, I'm a nice guy and I'm doing the right things to just buy my product, regardless of how good it is. I'm going to make a good product. And also try to do the right thing while I'm doing it and be as open and transparent as possible. And any of your listeners tonight, um, you know, if they message on Instagram and say, hey, I got a question for Bill, you're going to be talking to me and you will get my answer. Um, and, and, you know, we've, I challenge you to, to find that anywhere else in the industry. Um, and and it, we're going to continue doing that going forward. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of my pitch and I hope everyone will come and give it a try. And like I said, we'll have the free app. So people that uh, want to try it out that way first and, uh, and kind of see what we're all about and what we're trying to do as a company. And not only to mention, you know, we donate, you know, last year we didn't make a ton of money, but we did donated about $10,000 to veterans organizations um, uh, through a couple of different ways. And we're doing that again this year. So, and we're also a veteran owned company. So, I mean, if you like everything that I'm talking about and you want to support us, please come and try it out. Um, or even just try the free app and uh, reach out. And if anyone has questions, I'm here and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, to meet this next season head on. Well, and I just want to throw another thing out there. If you guys, if, if, if you need one more reason, if you're sitting at home thinking, okay, I've got 10 fingers and I've, I've been given nine reasons. What's the last reason? Uh, Bill reached out to me about the Yakka for Bass Challenge and said, WTF, were you not going to ask me for help? And so uh, I had already felt like we'd asked enough of, of him, but he threw in 25 memberships uh, for free for people, uh, who the first 25 people who signed up. And I believe as a result, that directly contributed to our ability to raise $800 for TakeMeFishing.org this year, which is, I, I know it's just not, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, but that's no small sum for a, a, a you know, casual ca fishing tournament you know yeah i'd love to come out there and do that one year with you guys too i uh, dude uh, i would love that absolutely yep. well guys 
dude, I appreciate you taking time out your evening. We've been playing. It seems like every time we schedule a podcast, something comes up. But we, dude, it's with everybody. I've got is people it? that I promised I would podcast two months ago. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 again, I'm out of flake. I just, too much well, stuff. I'm, I'm crabby with my time management. We'll put it that way. Well, it's also been my fault too. So by no means am I putting it a, you know, the, the burden of bear there. Just do me a favor and cancel on Parker about twice as often as you do me. And we'll, we'll call it even. So that's good. Dude. <laughs> Very good. Oh man.